Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. I've I've tried to be straight up with y'all. I've tried to be Aaron Rodgers free guarantee for the last couple of weeks. Honestly, I think we've done a pretty good job of avoiding any sort of Aaron Rodgers conversation, right? Pretty spot. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. I was going to say show started, Joe. <laughs> Or, or, or you, like, checked out because I said Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, for real. I get it. We have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And there, I just think there's a disconnect. Or, or maybe it's a reality that I don't want to accept. Okay? Okay. And that is the Monday. I'm, in my life, I'm 25, in 25 years in the newspaper business, my crowning achievement was picking the bracket for the paper. Mm-hmm. Okay? I... Absolutely loved Selection Sunday. It was a thing. The biggest thrill of my professional life was the next morning, people picking up the paper and either laughing at my picks or saying, oh, my gosh, this can't possibly happen. Or like your dad. Oh, no. Joe just jinxed my team. Oh, yeah. I had a conversation with my dad today about how you continue to change. He's like, Julio picks the Hurricanes to win the (laughs) ACC tournament, and Norm Chadwell-Ramir gets hurt immediately. He's gone. He's gone. First minute. Yeah. So I love the selection Sunday. I love the NCAA tournament. So for me to turn on ESPN Monday morning and to hear them speculating about Aaron Rodgers, I thought I was taking crazy pills. Yeah. Not with you on that. But – here we are in the reality of of the media business, Joe. We see this here. We don't even have a, a home base NFL team. We have the Panthers in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But when you look at our YouTube numbers, what is the number one subject that our listeners and viewers are engaged in? It's the NFL. Well, and that to me is slightly terrifying because of how much I love college basketball, and this is the time of the year yeah. for college basketball. But when Aaron Rodgers decides to make news. Guess what? It, it you got to talk about it. You got to talk about it. I, if, if, if I may put on my media nerd hat for a please second. Please do. Okay. Please you do. brought up the YouTube thing. That's a YouTube audience. As a radio show in this market, mm-hmm. I think we do a pretty good job of talking about the things that I think the audience ultimately cares about. Okay. And if we do talk about national things, we try to put a, a local spin. Local's going to win. The problem with ESPN is that they're trying to do the most blanket thing ever. And the thing that well, they're just covers, being influenced by New York at and, this point. And at this point, they are being influenced by New yeah. York. I mean, the fact that it's the Jets has Mike Greenberg Correct. and DefCon Five at this point. Other or, way, it's the other way. DefCon, DefCon one, one or two. Yeah, it was DefCon One. We're like ton. Are we toast at DefCon One? Yes, we are. All right, so we're at DefCon <laughs> Two. Although the minute Mike Greenberg of ESPN sees Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform for real, it might actually be DefCon One. It's a wrap. All right. Regardless. I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you. And I've tried to detach myself of what ESPN is talking about on a consistent basis because I do think it's detached from what a local audience might want. But when there's actual news or there's more confirmation of what I've thought about Aaron Rodgers comes through, well, then I'm going to jump on it. And today confirms two things for me. One, Aaron Rodgers is full of crap. 
He continues to be full of crap. And I was right from the jump when he started playing all these games with the Green Bay Packers a couple years ago. I remember like I was the one taking crazy pills that they, oh, the Green Bay Packers have to bend over backwards and do everything they have to do to keep Aaron Rodgers happy and all this other stuff. And I sat here and I thought to myself, you know who Aaron Rodgers reminds me of? Yes, of course. Another former Packers quarterback. No. No, no? Aaron Rodgers reminds me of me mm. and an employer understanding that, ah, Ovi's is going to bitch. Ovi's going to have his little thing. And then eventually, what's Ovi's going to do? And, Joe, you've been working with me long enough uh, now to do know. it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might. I might, you know, and eh, I'll complain a little bit. I'll get in my feelings about something. But, but what do I typically do? Ultimately, you do the work. I'll do it. I'm a company man at the end of the day. Aaron Rodgers doing the same damn thing. Says, oh, no, the Packers need to well, think he's got the Packers over the barrel. No, the Packers knew what Aaron Rodgers was. Let him do his thing in the offseason. Let him have his hippie tea. And then he will come back and he'll ball out because the pride is too much for him not to. But now we've gotten to a breaking point with Aaron Rodgers where we get to the other thing I've been talking about in 2023. Is Aaron Rodgers the juice, or in this case, the tea bag, worth the pat? On the uh, on the psychoactive tea? Nah, it's not anymore. So if they can work out a deal with the Jets, it's where things are going. Well, they're going to get rid of them. I don't know if it's an indictment of Jordan Love that it's taken this long. Jordan Love might not even be the future. But clearly this is an indication that the Packers are done with it and they don't want to deal with his crap anymore. And they'll let that be a Jets problem. And who boy, I can't wait, Joe. Because what do you love to talk about in New York? They'll eat you alive. They will eat you alive. He won't dance the dance with them, though. Dude, he's got his sure? own thing. Are you sure? I am sure. He he's can't got... help himself. You're right. He does have an insatiable desire to be the smartest person in the room, but he'll he'll continue his work with Pat McAfee. He'll dance his own dance. Mm-hmm. He won't he won't suffer with them. And that's how the world has kind of changed. You know, uh, Bill Parcells had the had the blueprint all those years ago. You just talk nice to the to New York media. <laughs> Give them a couple of things to chew on, and they'll be fine. Right. Well, you I know, I mean, this isn't a big secret, right? So here's the thing, and we still don't know. This is here's what really, truly, kind of annoys me about Aaron Rodgers. We still don't know what the Jets are giving up for him. No, we don't. <laughs> so it's and... like now we have to talk about today, like, oh, what does Aaron Rodgers still have left in the tank? You know, Jordan Love. What does it mean for the Packers? Okay, fine. And then once the deal gets finalized, it'll be, oh, this is what the Jets gave up, and now we have to talk about it again. Yeah. And it's just kind of exhausting to me. I'm with you on that. Here's Adam Schefter on, on what is this deal going to take. You know, what what is the process here to get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay and to the New York Jets? And the Green Bay Packers, as much as they'd like to clear the salary from their books and gain clarity, they're not rushing to do that. So that could take some time. The Jets aren't willing to give up what the Packers are asking. And so that could take some time. You have the contract. That takes some time. There are players that Aaron Rodgers would like to see in New York. That might take some time. There are a whole host of factors. And when you're dealing with a player as complex and as enigmatic as Aaron Rodgers, I think the concern at some point might be, well, it goes south. Green Bay digs its heels in. Maybe they don't get this done. Maybe they don't get this done. Well, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show to say, yeah, no, my intentions are to play for the New York Jets. Here he is saying this is what he wants to do and what kind of role he's had in this process. I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, And 
I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me and kind of digging their heels in. So I would just, uh, <laughs> I think it is interesting at this point to step back and look at the whole picture. Um, you know, my side, love and appreciation, gratitude for everything that Green Bay has done for me. Love, so much love and gratitude and just heart open for the Packer fans yeah. and what it meant to be their quarterback. <laughs> and also the reality of the situation. You know, Hell like yeah, it is brother. what it is. The Packers would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They let, they've let other people know that in direct words. <laughs> How active have you been in the whole process here, Aaron? Uh, pretty hands off of that, honestly. Um, you know, uh, I've just been focused on working out and, um, you know, taking care of my business uh, out here. Um, you know, I obviously have an agent and, and the GMs uh, have been talking, I'm sure, about that. Uh, at this point, um, you know, like I said, it's my intention uh, to play for the Jets, uh, but I'm still under contract with the Packers. There you go. There's Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show earlier today, and the NFL world is spinning off its access because uh, this this process to get him to the Jets is taking a little bit longer, and Aaron Rodgers is doing it in a very Aaron Rodgers way. He said he didn't want to be a diva. He didn't want the attention, but he sure goes about things in a way that would draw attention to himself. The Jets have the number 13 pick. Would you give up the number 13 pick for Aaron Rodgers? If I'm, the, if I'm the Jets, yeah. Apparently, the Packers want a Matthew Stafford-type package, which is what? For the 13th pick in the draft to get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'll no, take no, that. No, Matthew Stafford, remember, was two firsts oh, two, plus, oh. plus the Goff stretch. So, surely you could throw in, well, I don't you, know what they're going to do with Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson? But, I mean, Zach Wilson at this point is maybe in a they, bag of footballs. Maybe they want a starter yeah, at a different position. I, I don't know. I, I had 39-year-old quarterback who's not exactly the most stable person mentally in the history of the NFL, I wouldn't give up much more than one asset. And when I say an asset, first round, second round, sure, or a starter. Sure. But to your point, who's got the leverage? No one has the leverage, right? Um, the Packers don't have the leverage. Like The Packers can sit here and say, we want three firsts, or we want two firsts and a starter, and the Jets should just be like, I think, I cool, think, here's the counter. Yeah. That's a good question. Here and here would be my read on this. And it goes back to what I stated about the Packers understanding their employee. Okay. I think the Packers, if there's any leverage here, they're the ones who have it. Because what's what's Aaron Rodgers' fallback? Is he truly gonna retire? Right. Is he really gonna do that? He's talked about retiring, but is he actually gonna retire? And the Packers I have made it abundantly clear he's gonna trade to a team he didn't want to go play for. Sure. But yeah, I mean, and that's where the leverage goes with the Green Bay Packers too. In that he they, wants to go play for the Jets. I was going to say they have leverage with Rodgers. I don't think they have leverage with other teams with a forty-year-old quarterback. Yeah, that's just me. I would be stunned, and and I totally and completely understand why the Jets are sitting here going, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> because remember, the Jets are not just an Aaron Rodgers away from winning the Super Bowl. They're not. The Rams were a Matthew Stafford away from yeah. winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Jets. The Jets could really use that number 13 pick uh, in this year's draft. Well, don't accuse the Jets of being a well-run organization. I, I that's understand the thing. And, and that's the other key And, and why they're here. fishing back in the Green Bay Packer retirement mm -hmm. home for quarterbacks and, you know, will be gone lost causes. I don't know, but to your point, it is the Jets we're talking about.
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement and also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away, no cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. And you can smash that subscribe button. See some uh, previous segments, including... It doesn't feel like 1983. It feels like 2010. Or the continued debate about the Carolina Tar Heels skipping out on the NIT. Did I catch Juwan Howard? Throwing some heat towards Carolina's way in the NIT? Did I see that? It was indirect, for sure. That's had a lot of, uh, oh, yeah, I lost them 100 years ago vibes to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know. Hasn't forgotten it, clearly. Appar- apparently, CBS made a real mistake in, in getting the NCAA tournament and using their billions of dollars on that because, mm-hmm. clearly, the NIT is the most important tournament in the history of all of sports. Apparently, apparently is the World Cup I, of I, basketball. I think what's going on it clearly shows you where Carolina is in, in in terms of the standings of basketball powers. That them doing this becomes a story, and like Dayton doing it doesn't. All right. It also highlights where Carolina was in the preseason and where they ended up. Championship or bust? Well, they they went bust, and you know. Sometimes people kind of relish in the in the big boys faltering a little bit. I mean, certainly, I think that's why everybody is enjoying the video we put out on social media today of us going over to the governor's mansion to help the governor with his brackets, get the bracket reveal for March Madness. But you had a little a little gift for him. I did. I did. I had a couple gifts for him, you, actually. You did. You did. And what happened? And one of those has been regifted. It has been regifted. Yeah, you, you kind of went full Homer Simpson on it. I did. I wanted to get him. Well, now, listen. The last couple of years, you know me, I, I love a challenge, particularly when in a uh, press conference setting or you know <laughs> in a conversation setting. Yes, of getting someone to just admit something, mm-hmm. right? Like, so the first couple of years, we have Roy Cooper. We do the bracket, and he tries to play it down the middle when it comes to Duke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. State wasn't in either one of the tournaments, so he didn't have to, you know, put up a front. Even though he's high school classmates with Elliot Avon, I don't think he actually hates state. Okay, I think I think I think he just kind of like ha ha. He likes to rip whatever him. you know. But Duke, the man does not like Duke, <laughs> and I just want him to say as a double Tar Heel, mm-hmm. undergrad, law school. Mm-hmm. I just want him to say, I don't, I can't stand Duke. Yeah, and he let it slip a little it's bit. It's a smidge. It's Yesterday smidge. he referred to them as the Dukies. So he let it slip just a little bit. But you remember last year, he was just adamant. Oh, no, 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 no. I care about all of the teams. It was the Tar Heels. The, I care about all of the teams, not just the Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. They're not my Tar Heels. They're the Tar Heels. The Tar Heels, right. Okay. So I got him a Duke t-shirt mm-hmm. in the best way I possibly could from the Homer Simpson. You know, we still haven't found that rogue Carolina hater. Who did the Simpsons episode with Homer in the Duke shirt? Yeah, there was a there's a writer who's from and the, the NC area, State yeah. pennant. Yeah, so I got him an NC State pennant. I got him a Duke T-shirt, presented it to him. But while I was at, uh, I went to the the red and white store. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped by Whole Foods, 
And while I'm at Whole Foods, I'm like, you know, we, we've been getting coaches gifts. Yeah. So, like, as an act of kindness, I was like, I'll get the governor a, a, a local six-pack. And it just so happens that Full Steam out of Durham makes something called the Road to Nowhere. Yeah, which is based on the tunnel out in the Smoky Mountains that literally goes nowhere. So while I'm scanning the free, you know, the refrigerator section of beers, yeah. and I'm like, all right, I'll, find, I'll try. Again, just trying to find something local to get for yeah, him because yeah. I know he would like to support the, the economy here, the local economy. And I see Road to Nowhere, and I was like, you know, normally North Carolina is on the road to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. This year they just so happen to be on the road to nowhere. He's a good sport, and we appreciate we appreciate the governor <laughs> and just for inviting like, us to the mansion yeah, to do this. Absolutely, but just so. like last year's speed bingo, our speed dating at the Final Four. Yeah. Remember with yeah. all the coaches. Yeah. The very first thing I would say to a coach was, "Are you okay with us giving you a hard time?" Mm-hmm. All, the only coach I didn't wasn't able to squeak that in past was Chris Beard. Every other coach I said to, "Hey, remember uh, Underwood from oh, Illinois?" Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, "Hey, are you okay with us giving you a hard time?" And he was like, "You're gonna bring up." Losing in the tournament, aren't you? And I was like, yes. He's like, okay. That's fine. I was like, but I'm going to talk about Stephen F. Austin, too. And he's like, oh, then he was he was fired up about Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. So I did say to Governor Cooper yesterday, hey, are you in a good mood? He's like, oh, I'm in a great mood. He, put, he was fixing his jacket. I was like, all right, then. That's all you had to say. So we got the conversation started with the governor on, uh, on, on the NIT, actually. Because one of the gags that I actually wanted to do was, if North Carolina had been in the NIT, I said, forget this March Madness bracket. Forget the NCAA tournament. Let's do an NIT bracket. And that's how the conversation started before we started getting into Duke and NC State. Here's going to be another good year of predictions. I have the feeling. Because I like I'm, what you have so I'm much. so sad about my Tar Heels that you got to pour your soul into what's left. You know, I, I was curious if North Carolina had gone to the NIT, would we be doing an NIT bracket instead? Oh, absolutely we would have. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, it would have been maybe the most important tournament going on. But we actually anyway. printed out an NIT bracket for you, but then we opted not to. You got it. tired of it. Oh, I see what you did there. I see I see what you did there. You opted out. It. Well, since we're on the topic and before we get to this, we know you're a North Carolina guy. How did you feel about the way the season yeah. went and the decision to not go yeah. to the NIT? Yeah, I wanted them to go because, you know, I, I felt like they, they needed the work. Some of these guys may be back next year, mm-hmm. ending on a down note like that. But clearly these guys were out of gas. They had faced immense pressure all year, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids uh, not living up to the really particularly in retrospect, but even then the unrealistic expectations that they faced, mm-hmm. I can understand. And, you know, Coach Davis, if the kids don't want to play, and I can understand why they didn't, then they made the right call. But I would have loved to have seen them go. So we go to the NCAA tournament instead, where NC State and Duke are in it from the triangle. And I they see that indeed. you have them advancing to the Sweet 16. I like this. Yeah, well, you know, it's it, – we. we Got five teams from the ACC pit mm-hmm. down there. I don't know where they will go. I don't have them going that far. But, you know, we've got some good teams that I think could could make some noise. And we'll we'll see with my predictions. So, right, let's do it. Let's start know, up there in the South. You know, this, this UVA team, I really like. I mm-hmm. uh, saw them. They control the tempo. They, they do that better than anybody. Alabama has got a, the best player in college basketball, they're young, they're athletic, they're great. 
but I'm going to start out by picking UVA wow. to upset Alabama, uh, the num number one, like right this. there. And then, of course, you know, I've got NC State beating Creighton. That will not be an easy game. No. It's a, sort of a toss-up game. Before you continue, yeah. though, as a, Carol as a Carolina guy, do you still, when you see the name Creighton, do you think? Because Joe, Joe got <laughs> a lesson. <laughs> Joe got a lesson this year about Ethan Raggy. Does that yeah. is that still a sore subject? I, I, you just block out stuff. Like Fair that. enough. Just Fair block enough. it out. Block it out. <laughs> the what? And, Roy, and, Roy's the, Roy Williams has done the same thing. He's tried to block out there because he really liked that squad back then. Well, Creighton's an up and down team. We don't really know what uh, NC State's going to see, but uh, I just love the guards, Joyner mm -hmm. and, and Smith and. DJ Burns I, has uh, been a rock star. Burns too. down, but down low. I, I, NC State, if they if they get in the groove, mm -hmm. I was I was surprised they got beat. So, what is it about Clemson and these guys? <laughs> what is it? Vexing. Combined it, it, 65 points between three games. I, it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But you got you got to take that as an aberration because they've never been able to play Clemson well. I thought that NC State could make a good run in the tournament, but this it'll be this tournament. So right. I'm, I'm picking this. This battle will be a battle of the guards okay. with, with, with Baylor and NC State. But I picked NC State to do that, to, to win that game. So that's Roy Cooper giving his initial thoughts on uh, the matchups with NC State and Duke. The full bracket reveal will be out tomorrow morning. I'm sure we'll go over it. You can see it on WRLSportsFan.com. We 